Welcome back to the Christ Community Church podcast, where we are diving into Sunday, January 21st sermon, God Cares More. I am Ryan Balby, the interim teaching pastor here, and joined by Jana Michelson. I'm the Connections Pastor. Well, Jana, it's good to be here with you again on this fine Monday morning-ish afternoon. Cloudy January day. Yeah, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whenever you actually watch this, who knows what day, but we're happy that you have joined us as well. Yeah. We're going to have a good time asking a few questions. Going to put you on the spot here. Great. We finally actually got some more verses to cover where it had been just two and then one, and now we cover the rest of chapter one, which I think is actually the biggest chunk in terms of number of verses that we'll cover the rest of the series. But it was a lot happened in those verses. There, so we started with verse four, and in verse four, Jonah's finally running. Yeah, he's running, and he is running clearly against the will of God, and God is pushing back. God's saying, hey, I'm going to try and get your attention, Jonah. And so a storm hits, and yeah, this this has a lot of narrative elements into it. So it's a, it's a fun one to talk about and to dive into. It's also an easy one to just kind of go past and look at the surface level stuff that's happening, but there's so much going on in the depth of what God is doing in this section and in this time of Jonah's life and for a lot of people around Jonah as well, and some in the, the story that we miss. But yeah, Jonah decides to run from God. He's on the boat. He's headed the opposite direction, and the storm hits, and we see what kind of unfolds after that. So do you think that Jonah really thought he could run away? That's a great question. I, I guess. Because I wonder for myself, like, I think it's silly if I look back at my life and I go, there are times that I have wanted to run, but in reality, Romans tells us we can't get away from God. Yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing that can separate you from God's love and, and from God's presence. But I think Jonah, maybe, I think there's two things going on. I think one, maybe he thought, if I run, God will just choose someone else and or something else will happen or he'll just destroy the Ninevites. That's probably what he's really hoping for. That if I just delay long enough that God's just gonna change, you know, do something else differently and I don't have to be part of it. Which, I mean, sometimes that, uh, not that God changes his mind, but that does happen to us, right? Is that we kind of act in disobedience and maybe we see someone else get to step in and do the thing that we could have been a part of or, or you know, our circumstances change or something else changes. And God's got a different plan for us in that, that scenario. Yeah. But I, I think that maybe that's what he was hoping for is that there's surely people who are disobedient and they don't get to see the miracle and they don't get to see God drawing them back in in this way or they don't realize that that's what he's doing. And so I think there's a little bit of that. I also think that he just is so, he is ultimately, we're gonna, we're gonna see this really in chapter four, but we have to understand that Jonah is so, filled with disdain, with hatred, with uh, prejudice, with whatever it is against the Ninevites, mm. that honestly, and, and you see this at the end of chapter one where he gets thrown over the boat. I don't know that he cares what happens. I think that he is willing to say, God, strike me down, do your worst, because I don't want to go and do what you're, gonna, what you're telling me to do. And so it might be less about trying to actually like, oh, I can get away from God and more just either God will delay or God will do something else, or God will strike me down. But either way, I'm just, I'm not doing it. Yeah. It's, it's a refusal. And I don't think he expected God to go after him 
in the way that God is. Yeah. Well, we saw right away that he would have had the opportunity to have shared the gospel. He didn't want to go to Nineveh, but he could have shared the gospel with the people on the boat. And you talked a little bit about that. Um, but he chose to take a nap. So he's taking a nap, and these guys on the ship are having great conversations about what's going on and who's responsible, but Jonah's sleeping. Um, I wonder if spiritually sometimes, especially when life is tough, if we don't also kind of check out. Yeah, I think in the middle of our, that's a good point. I mean, in the middle of our own storms, certainly in the middle of our own chaos, we, we kind of lock down and we ignore the people that are around us. Now, I don't want to say that you shouldn't take care of yourself because there is a soul care that needs to happen and a self-care that needs to happen for people. As Christians, we have to make sure that we are taking care of our own spiritual walk with God. And that's probably the bigger thing that hasn't happened is that Jonah hasn't taken care of his relationship with God. And therefore, he's trying to run from God and trying to escape him. And, and, but in, in the middle of that, this is not an element of Jonah getting some needed self-care. Jesus, if you remember, there's a time where there's a storm on a boat and he's sleeping below deck and the disciples panic. And so you can look and say, well, Jonah's doing the same thing Jesus was doing. The difference is Jesus had made a promise to the disciples that they were going to go and essentially reach the other side because he had already told them he had plans for them and that they knew that there, this, was, this could not be the end based on what he had said. So there's already a promise of safety that they should have rested in. Where for Jonah, he's not given these men a promise of safety. He's actually told them, I'm running from God. And so they start getting to, like you said, having these conversations, these spiritual conversations, but they don't have anyone to lead them in that. Mm -hmm. So they're asking good spiritual questions, essentially. They're trying to explore faith. They're trying to explore their own hearts, and they don't know where to go. And the person who can tell them is underneath the boat and sleeping, and he hasn't done what he could have done. And so he could have said, hey, you are safe if you are taking me to the place where I'm supposed to go, which obviously Jesus was going where he needed to go. And so there was safety with the disciples. But for Jonah, he's going the opposite direction. And so instead of bringing safety to the people around him, he brings chaos, he brings a storm, he brings disaster. And then they're looking for the answer, which Jonah has, and he ignores it. And so we have that when things get a little crazy in our own life, we shut down, we become internally focused. We, and, and again, there is a level to which we have to deal with our own stuff. That's fine. That can be healthy. But also like, there are times where God puts people in our life and maybe let, let's not talk like the biggest storms in life, but I'm having a busy day and it's been a little bit rough at work and I'm going to get my coffee at Starbucks. Well, my chai tea, cause I don't drink coffee. That's gross, but I'm, I'm getting my chai tea at Starbucks. And every time I interact with the baristas, you know, we got a Starbucks just down the street. Like, and I know that they recognize that I'm from the church they know a lot of the church people who come in and they recognize that they're from the church. Every time we're there, we are being a witness of Jesus Christ, either good or bad. Jonah's being a bad witness right now because he's saying, I represent God and yet I don't care about you and I'm gonna go sleep and do my own thing rather than take care of you. And so we can do that in our own lives where not even that we don't do the positive thing of like demonstrating love, but we can actually do the negative thing because I'm having a bad day so I lash out at the barista because they got my order wrong. I lash out at my waiter after lunch because they were too slow or they didn't hear me right the first time. Or maybe they're a little rude to me and I still don't have the patience for it. And so 
in those ways, we're doing exactly what Jonah did. We become internally focused. We're focused on our circumstances. We're ignoring God. We're ignoring his plan. And we're ignoring that the people around us, God has placed in our sphere of influence for us to make an impact and to be a witness to. Yeah, I love that. I love it because sometimes we can think of evangelism as, okay, today I'm going to share the gospel with so-and-so, missing the fact that all the time we are a light for Jesus, and sometimes we don't do a good job of that. So, um, But God always has that plan. He always has care. So he had a plan for those sailors and care for them. Um, what... What do you think those sailors figured out about God after this encounter? So after hearing from Jonah that he's the problem and he's going, like they, they even prayed to God mm-hmm. and they tried their best not to murder Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> um, in that little bit of time they had to encounter God, um, do you think it made an impact on them? Certainly. I mean, you see them in, was it verse, uh, down here in verse 16. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. Like they're committing their life to the God of the universe. By the way, Jonah, I'll give him credit for this. He does the absolute bare minimum that is possible in terms of being a witness. Mm. At the very least, he was willing to stand up and say, there is a God he is the creator of all things and I belong to him. So he at least acknowledged the one true God. And in doing so, it allowed them to recognize, okay, there is Yahweh who is the one true God and we want to put our trust in him because he's made this sea and storm and we see it calm down. When Jonah says, it's going to calm down if you throw me overboard, that's exactly what happens. So I think they probably recognize God's power, his omnipotence, um, that he is the creator, that he is the one who is over all things and creates the waves and the sea and the land and can control all things, they, they probably understood that he is a just God and that Jonah had done something wrong and mm. there was judgment that came from that. I hope that they recognize that there was mercy as well and that they saw God's mercy towards them and that he calmed the storm and allowed them to step into life. But the other thing to acknowledge on Jonah that just kind of processing through, it is possible that these men lived the rest of their life with this guilt of throwing Jonah overboard because I don't think they knew that he was swallowed by a fish and three days later was spat back up on shore. Mm -hmm. Maybe somehow God showed them that or at the very least eased their conscience. But Jonah left them with a guilt complex of we had to do this. And hopefully they saw this is between God and Jonah and not us. We're kind of just bystanders and, and maybe recognize that they were just sort of in the wrong place, the wrong time, I guess, yeah. but also in the right place because again, they became worshipers. So I think they recognize God's power, his authority, and hopefully recognize his mercy. But no matter what, they recognize that God is someone that they wanted to be committed to or that they needed mm-hmm. to be committed to. And so Jonah did, again, I'll give him bare minimum credit for at least acknowledging God even though he was kind of a negative witness, but I think God was really doing the work on the sailor's heart. So Jonah could have been a part of this, but he refused and missed out on that opportunity. And I think that's a great reminder for all of us too, that 
that it is God doing the work. Um, you talked about a couple weeks ago about us having that power to share the gospel because of the Holy Spirit inside. And so there are times that we're not paying attention and God's still working um, in spite of us. But you, you went on to talk about how God cares for each and every person. And so you kind of talked about the lost sheep at the beginning of the message. Um, what other, you also used some parables at the end about uh, Jesus saying that how the, how the fish swallowed him for three days mm -hmm. was, was like the gospel message. Um, all these stories from the Old Testament and the New Testament intersect. And sometimes I think yesterday I had a conversation with someone said, well, what if you don't believe about the fish? I guess my answer was, I don't think this is about the fish and about Jonah. This is more what we think about God. And maybe that was part of Jonah's problem is he'd forgotten who God is. Um, when you think of the lost sheep, how does that relate when you share this, when you teach us here on Sunday? How, how is that coming into your head about um, God's heart for people? Yeah, let me just say a couple things here. First, I mean, we believe that the Bible is the inerrant, inspired word of God. There are those who will look at the Bible and say there's parts of it that, that don't work for me, don't line up, a lot of Old Testament story kind of things. And it's, it's important to get to the heart of it because you can actually lead them still to Christ through, that, their, through their doubt and through maybe even unbelief they can come and see Jesus. And so, you know, I, I obviously would point to Jonah and say, hey, I believe the fish story is true because it seems like Jesus talked about it as, as if it were true. And so there's, there's reasons to believe it's truthful. However, ultimately, we want to be pointed to the heart of Christ, not to Jonah, but to the heart of Jesus. And, and, and I think that the, the lost sheep resonates with a lot of people. Um, one of the things I wanted to clarify as I talked about the lost sheep is you see in the story of the lost sheep, what Jonah's supposed to be doing and what we're supposed to be doing is going after the lost, is having a heart for those that God has a heart for, that these are people who are far from God. And we, as followers of Christ, should be like the shepherd who's going after that sheep and trying to bring them into relationship. But so often we find that we think we're the 99. And so uh, we think that we are the righteous ones who are being left behind somehow, and the shepherd is abandoning us. And, and really, there's lots of truth that Jesus gives in that, that parable where he's saying, no, you're not abandoned. First of all, you're not righteous. It's the righteousness of Christ that you receive that makes you righteous. And so you were once lost and had to be found by the good shepherd. And because of that, that should give us a heart to love. So it's this, this element of we get to receive the love of Christ. And I want people to understand that, that Jesus is pursuing us and he pursues them. I mean, even, even you think about this story because this relates to two weeks ago when I was talking about the uh, Peter walking on water, and when he was when he was looking at Christ, he was he was walking on water, doing the miraculous, doing the impossible. And then we took his eyes off of Jesus and looked at the wind and the waves and looked inside himself. He began to sink. Well, in that moment, there's there's language that's similar to the Jonah story. There's a storm that's hitting the boat and it's making them panic and they're worried about what's going to happen to them. And then Jesus comes out to them. And so again, there's this difference of Jonah saying, throw me overboard. 
because really, ultimately, he would rather drown than go the Ninevites. And he could have stepped into the mess, stepped into the chaos, and been a light to them. But he says, no, throw me overboard. And Jesus comes out to the disciples and says, okay, I'm here. And so Jesus is pursuing us, and hopefully that, that draws our hearts to Jesus, but hopefully also draws our hearts to the lost to say, yeah, Jesus is going after the lost. He came after me. Mm-hmm. So I want to go and share that love with others and go after others the way he did as well. And, and I think that's where, yeah, Jonah's in the belly of the fish for three days, three nights. That was clearly pointing us to what Jesus was going to do through the cross, through his, his, his death and his resurrection to say, yes, Jonah did this out of own, his own selfish desires and his desire to get away from people. But Jesus will do this to reclaim people and to reconcile people and to go after people. And so ultimately, Jonah was essentially resurrected from the fish and proclaimed the gospel to Nineveh. And we see repentance and we see them saved. But he did it reluctantly. Jesus does it willingly. And so, again, you see the difference between Jonah and Christ, but it points us to the heart of Jesus. And I don't want people to miss that. That God cares more about us than we can possibly imagine. And as much as you study scripture and as long as you're in church, I don't think we'll ever fully grasp God's love for us and what he really did for us, his grace, his mercy, his goodness. Some understand that more than others because some recognize their brokenness more than others. Like for myself growing up in church, sometimes I have a harder time of getting past that like, well, I'm a good person uh, and recognizing, no, you were a sinner saved by grace, just like every other sinner saved by grace. But I want people to receive that because that's what the gospel points us towards. But also I want us to share that with others. Mm -hmm. And that's the hard part is getting past, like it's easier to receive that. It's harder to then turn around and give that towards others and say that same love that I've received, I'm going to demonstrate to the lost, to the broken, to the challenging, to the difficult. But this is what scripture points out and what Jesus did. And so it's hopefully what we as Christians, as representatives of Christ will do as well. I, I appreciate that because um, it is a reminder as people go and think about the message and then go to their groups and they're discussing it with people. I think some of these questions are, it's kind of like Jonah hiding and doing things in isolation. I think sometimes we forget about the goodness of God and how much God cares. Um, and if we hear people's testimonies, if we hear people's stories of God working, um, it reminds us that he's pursuing us too. Um, so I hope people will see that this week. Yeah, no matter where you're at on the spectrum, God's pursuing you. Jonah was a you know, church person, for lack of mm-hmm. a better word, who had been in church but didn't necessarily have the relationship with God that he should have. God was pursuing him. God was pursuing the Ninevites who are on the complete opposite end, whose behavior is terrible. I mean, they're like evil, wicked people, truly evil, wicked people that exist in the world today. But God was pursuing them and God was pursuing the sailors who in this story are just neutral. They're there. They're the people that we just kind of pass along. They might be average people, good people, you know, maybe slightly bad people, whatever, whatever it is. They're just they're just present. They're they're morally neutral in this story. And on all elements, God is pursuing people and demonstrating his heart for all of us. It's a good reminder to us. Absolutely. Is there anything you'd like to close us with? No, I think just recognizing, I'll just just add this. 
some will still have a hard time receiving God's love or seeing people, and, and I'll talk about it both ways, or, or seeing people and getting past what's happening right in front of them to share God's love with them. So some of us, we still focus on our behavior. We still focus on maybe who we were or our brokenness, our sin, and say, yeah, I hear you, but God can't get past my stuff. And some Christians will look and say, yes, we should love all people, but still not that person. Hmm. And so Jonah's story is a reminder, but it's all throughout scripture. I mean, Moses murdered a man. Paul was a murderer, had Christians thrown in prison. Thomas doubted Jesus. Noah was a drunkard. Jacob was a pathological deceiver. Solomon was a womanizer. Peter denied Jesus, and God had a plan for all of them. Like David might be the worst of all of them, but because he kept turning back to God and repenting, like God says he's a man after his own heart, but his sin is significant. And so it just demonstrates God's love. And and the song we've been singing in, in our contemporary and traditional services is his mercy is more. And we keep singing like our sin may be many, but God's mercies are more. And I hope that people recognize the truthfulness of that for themselves. Like, let me just, let me just look at you. If you're on YouTube right now and tell you this, God loves you, like your sin, your brokenness. They do not disqualify you from receiving God's love. Put your trust in Jesus and God demonstrates his, his forgiveness and his ability to extend grace and mercy. God's mercies are more, but also that person that you're having a hard time with, that person that's really challenging, the person who maybe is your neighbor or you see on TV that you just despise. And we all have someone, I'm not going to say we all have hatred in our heart, but we all have people that are hard for us to imagine welcoming into the church. Well, and, and especially those of us that have been believers a long time, sometimes we become the most judgmental. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, it can be it can be all different types of people. I saw someone online I didn't know the person. I just saw a comment that just says, I hate billionaires. So any billionaire they're against, right? They love me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but then there are others who it's like, it's like, oh, if there's a homeless person, they have a really hard time with them because they just are like, oh no, they're probably on drugs and they're all, you know. And so there's these, there's this bias or this, this prejudice in our heart against certain people, certain types of people that, that really can, can infiltrate a lot of hearts. Maybe you're perfect and that's not you. But for most of us, we have this, like these people that we just want to avoid, that we don't want to go towards, that we think are too far gone. Mm. And God's care, his compassion, his heart is for the lost. And so as Christians or as people, like let's receive that love. Let's embrace that. Let's believe, like let's take God as word that he can, that his love has no bounds, that his mercy is more, that our sin, no matter how great can be forgiven, that our brokenness can be healed. Let's receive that, but let's also share that with others because if God's mercy is more, like our mercy towards others should be more than any non-Christian's mercy. And we're not going to get it perfect every time. We're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. Jonah made mistakes. God's mercy is more. Gave him another chance and another chance and another chance. And he's given us chance after chance after chance. But at some point, let's get it right. Mm -hmm. Let's demonstrate love in a way that is impossible to man. But through Christ, all things are possible. Let's trust the Holy Spirit working in us and be his witnesses and really proclaim Jesus. I love that, Ryan. Thank you. Yeah, I got a little 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 preachery in the podcast, but you know, I I just I'm preaching to myself, really. Like I just know that I need to demonstrate God's love more and more and there's so many people who are hurting and broken and dying and I find myself being the person who's 
sleeping below the deck too many times. And I just, I want to be more. And I want, I want us as a church to be more. And I think as we realize that, that more for ourselves, we can't help but share it. And so if we're having trouble sharing it, maybe we need to go look back at what God has done for us. Yeah, receive, be filled up, and then go pour out towards mm -hmm. others. Well, hey, we appreciate you guys joining us. Don't forget that we are going to be on week four of our Jonah series this coming Sunday. Come and join us at nine or 1045 for the contemporary services or 10 a.m. for traditional. Don't forget to get to your group this week, study your Jonah series. Be prayed up for Sunday. Invite somebody. Demonstrate God's love. We hope to see you then, and we'll see you back here next week.